At exactly 5.32 a.m. last Monday, the sun came up. The first place it hit was the top of Bluffco Industries, the highest point in Bluffington. It raced into town along Cooper's Road, shot down Main Street, took a ride at the corner of Vine and Jumbo, and at 5.34 and 45 seconds exactly, after nine solid months of waiting, the first day of summer vacation reached 21 Jumbo Street. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Alex. And this is episode 114. We're talking Doug. Doug is Hamburger Boy. Mm. What? <laughs> yeah, that's those are my thoughts. <laughs> for hamburgers and for this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is we, this your first episode talking Doug with us? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Did you like Doug? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. We mentioned uh, this episode in the Top Doug episodes, I think. Yeah, both of you and I. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a top fiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> and uh, definitely the way the episode starts, it just has that oh. summer. It, it has that uh, feel, that summer feel to it. Oh, yeah. For sure, which is uh, a plus for us. <laughs> Uh, before we get into anything Doug-related, uh, there is a little bit of Nick breaking news, so we'll sound the air horn. Uh, last week we talked about the fact that uh, the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie seems like a little bit of a mess, but yeah. uh, the good news is the miniseries seems to be uh, rolling right along. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so there was uh, some news this week from uh, a whole bunch of outlets about the miniseries. Uh, what I'm going to read here is from Variety. Uh, and it says the new limited series, which will consist of three one hour long episodes will premiere this October and introduce us to a midnight, a new midnight society group of kids who will tell the terrifying tale of the carnival of doom only to have the events of the story come to life. Um, and we do know a little bit about the cast. Uh, the new members of the midnight society for the updated series have been named. Uh, so there's Gavin that's the name of the character. He'll be played by Sam Ash Arnold. There's Akiko, uh, which will be played by Maya Seach or Chech. Not sure. There's Louise, played by Tamara Smart. There's Graham, played by Jeremy Taylor, who some people uh, know him from. Um, he played Ben in the It, uh, the new It. Uh, I thought I recognized him. Yeah. And then uh, Rachel, played by Lily Lana Ray. Lily Lana Ray. Um, so that's our Midnight Society. Um, and that we posted a picture uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Excited? Uh, I lo- actually like the sound of this so far. Yeah. But that I'm it's actually skeptical. more. It's uh, one tale, it sounds like. That's not. Well, the, the tale, like, going into real life sounds kind of interesting. Is that like a little silver side ish? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, but I like that. Uh, okay. I'm a little skeptical about these hour-long episodes, that's for sure. Yeah. What, uh, just do, like, six 30-minute episodes? I or? just feel like the 30-minute episodes are hard enough to get right. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, let's stick to what's easiest at this point. Or, why didn't they just make this thing the movie? Make it, like, two hours or something? Yeah. Maybe this was cheaper somehow or something. Yeah. But... Carnival of Doom sounds promising. 
Yes, I like the sound of that. Definitely some potentials for callbacks. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, man, I want it to be good, <laughs> but I, until I see it good, yeah. I'm just not going to believe it. Yeah, I hear you. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I'm yeah, also. I'm, I'm looking forward. Unfortunately, I'm also skeptical of um, modern Nickelodeon. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm hoping for the best. Uh, Doug is hamburger premiered on Sunday at 10 a.m. June hamburger 20th. Boy, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Doug is hamburger. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that boy part is pretty important. Um, yeah, Doug is hamburger boy premiered Sunday, 10 a.m. June 20th, 1993, and this is season three, episode 11 B. Yeah, uh, is that what you have as well? Yep. All right. <laughs> Uh, we have not talked about June of 1993, so mm. let's take a look. Uh, in June of 1993, the 66th National Spelling Bee takes place, and uh, Jeff Hopper wins by spelling the word kamikaze. Wow. Seems like an easy winner. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Can, well, can you spell it? Winner, I think. Uh, let me try. K A M I K A Z E. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> he just wiped the floor with Jeff Hopper. <laughs> uh, Cleveland breaks ground on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, Pete Townsend, Chuck Berry, and Billy Joel are in attendance for that. It's mm. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, singer Prince celebrates his birthday by changing his name to a symbol. <laughs> wow, what year was this? 93. 93. Huh. Yeah. Why? I guess I imagined that being earlier ah but, i mean i remember it happening hmm. um but it's a weird thing to celebrate your birthday by changing your name <laughs> i guess he's weird i guess that's not yeah. a shock <laughs> um ruth bader ginsburg is nominated to the united states supreme court by bill clinton uh rbg um i had to throw in i, I saw this so i just had to throw it in ken griffey jr slugs his hundredth career home run in seattle <laughs> nice <laughs> not, not particularly important but <laughs> i like it yeah um famous american singer is born that month uh, in florida ariana grande who i believe hmm. people like <laughs> are you aware of her uh i'm aware of her? Yeah. Aware of her? Yes. <laughs> I can't get away from it. Really. Uh, and then George McFarland dies that month. Do you know who George McFarland is? Man, I don't think so. Uh, he played Spanky on The Little Rascals. Uh, the original. The original Spanky. Yeah. Shame. Real shame. Um, TV in June of 1993. The only thing I saw of real note was that uh, the late night show with David Letterman airs for the last time on NBC. Mm. And then I think Conan would take over. How long ago? Yeah. Uh, which show ended? David Letterman's late night show. Oh, okay, before he took over on CBS. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, music that month, uh, only one number one single, and it, it's uh, "That's the Way Love Goes" by Janet Jackson. Other albums to come out that month: uh, Bismarck Key, Tears for Fears, Van Morrison, Steve Miller Band, Bette Midler. Jeff Beck, The Flaming Lips, Billy Idol, Cindy Lauper, and Fugazi all release mm. albums that month. Um, we have two number one movies in June of 1993. We have Cliffhanger for one week. Uh, and then. I feel like we talk, maybe talked about that. Cliffhanger? Maybe during 93 or something. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, 
the next movie would be number one for the rest of the month, which is Jurassic Park, uh, which opens, uh, sets box office uh, records for that weekend of $502 million for the opening weekend. Um, pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. It was like back when movies would stick around for like half a year in yeah. the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see Jurassic Park in the theater? No. No. Oh. Yeah. I, went, I remember seeing it at the dollar show with my dad. Oh. And I remember my mom not wanting him to take me. Oh. And just, it was such a memorable experience. <laughs> that it was like a movie I was happy yeah. I saw that way. Um, other movies released in June of 93, The Last Action Hero. Love it. Very Dennis the Menace. Uh, also really good. Sleepless in Seattle. Never seen it. Uh, and uh, what's love got to do with it? Uh, hmm. I haven't seen that one. I know I've heard of it. Obviously, <laughs> I know the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. I'm, I think I've seen it, and was, you know, didn't have a huge impression on me. <laughs> Clearly, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I do remember bits and pieces of it now. Okay. Uh, and then video games, we have Maniac Mansion Two: Day of the Tentacle oh, on boy. PC. That was a great one. Yeah? We had it, um, along with the other LucasArts. It was two that we had? Uh, well, Day of the Tentacle. It was the point and click. Okay. I don't know that I've ever seen the original then. Uh, Well, the original is Maniac Mansion. (laughs) I don't know know which one I've played. I've played one or the other. I think you've played them both, but... Day of the Tentacle, like, they don't look like the same game, really. I mean, they oh, came okay. out ten years apart or whatever. Okay. Um, but great game. Great game. We had yeah. it for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for Game Boy, hmm. which I, I didn't play that one, and Syndicate for the PC. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's a little bit about June of 1993, but we're here to talk about Doug's Hamburger Boy, if you want to do that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> And we, we started the episode today with that beautiful narration yeah, of God. summer. It's so good, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, I th- I am somewhat, uh, I guess, embarrassed to say that I think of that at s- during the beginning of summer each mm. year at some point. Yeah. Like, that's my all top, like, all-time, this-is-the-beginning-of-summer thing. Yeah, and I think it's a unique Doug moment in the fact that he's describing something... But there's no characters. Like, you're just yeah. seeing shots of Bluffington, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yes. Because um, Doug doesn't really just stray away from characters very much. Um, the only other thing that's right up there for me, summer-wise, is what we did on our summer vacation. Hmm. Very similar. Like, wow. just High love praise. those. Yeah. Love those. Um, so, it's 5.32 a.m., <laughs> and the sun rises, races through Bluffington, and at 5.34 and 45 seconds exactly, the first day of summer vacation reaches 21 Jumbo Street. And Doug, <laughs> laid out on his lawn chair and sipping his Honker Burger soda. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 5.32 seems so early. So yeah, I pulled it up. Yeah. And it is, I guess, somewhat a, a normal time. but um, For the sun to rise? In, in, in June. So yeah. this episode must have been a... Well, it aired in June, so I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a summertime sunrise date but i'm like boy i guess i'm just not up that early <laughs> you must have held on to that drink from the prior day <laughs> yeah put in the fridge yeah. yeah i always wanted to do that and just never could bring myself to to wake up for sunrise up. yeah yeah never you've never woken mm, up for a sunrise i mean i might have like been incidentally <laughs> up for one at <laughs> some point. one yeah but not purposely have you yeah but i 
I think the only real time is like maybe on vacation where you're somewhere uh, where it's gonna look really you know, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise, you're just in the neighborhood and. I don't know that I can see it necessarily come up. Yeah. And you think, well, I could do it any day. Why do it Why do it today? <laughs> I guess on a normal... Yeah, I, I guess the only times I really distinctly remember is like on a vacation. Like Grand Canyon. Mm. I remember waking up early to try to catch it. Um, yeah. But good for Doug. Yeah, really good for Doug. <laughs> um, so it's the first day of summer vacation, and Doug and Skeeter have just uncovered an ancient Action Marty burial ground when Mr. Dink waves Doug to come over. Mr. Dink acts very secretive around Skeeter, and he asks Doug to come by later. So that night, Mr. Dink reveals a secret photo album that no one else has ever laid eyes on. I love, I just, this whole thing I love. It comes out of the wall? Uh, or like uh, a mantle, fireplace? Like a, yeah. It's like underneath a um, ship in a bottle. Yeah. Yes. Somehow raises yeah. up. Mm. Perfect Mr. Dink, like a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doug carefully flips through the pages, but all the pictures are of hamburgers, and he mistakes it for a cookbook. <laughs> Mr. Dink explains that the person in all of the pictures is him. A cookbook, Mr. Dink? No, look closer, Douglas. See? That's me! Here I am at age 12, oh gosh, and this is me when I was 16! Oh, oh, look, and here I was 43, the year they introduced honker sauce! Mr. Dink, you're... You're the only one who knows, Douglas. I'm the hamburger boy. I couldn't believe it. My own next-door neighbor was the guy in the huge goofy suit waving cars into the honker burger every summer. <laughs> I never had any idea that all that time I was laughing at Mr. Dink. Ever since I was your age, I spent the first week of every summer being the hamburger boy. Well, till now. Unfortunately, I have to go out of town on business this week. This is <laughs> this is maybe my one gripe with this episode is uh, Mr. Dink being busy. Yeah, he's just <laughs> busy. Like this is the one week of year that he cherishes, and he's busy. Just... Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit of week. Yeah, a week. I, they could have come up with a yeah, stronger yeah. excuse. Like Tippy needs to something. Yeah, she's sick know? or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Doug remembers making fun of the guy in the huge goofy suit waving customers into the Honker Burger every summer, but after Mr. Dink sobs a little, Doug reluctantly agrees to put on the costume. Mr. Dink swears Doug to secrecy, which is just as well because he doesn't want any of his friends discovering his embarrassing secret. At his first gig, Doug takes on a Santa-like role, asking little kids what they'd like from the Honker Burger. When Skeeter's baby brother Dale almost outs him as <laughs> secretly hamper. And so it began. And what would you like from the hamburger boy, little boy? <laughs> One little honker meal. Dog! It's Doggy! Doggy Dog! 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 Doggy! No, Dale, that's not Doug. That's the big honker burger! Just give him a little honker meal, Mr. Honkerburger. Where is Doug anyway, Skeeter? I thought you guys were going penny diving in the school fountain today. He disappeared. Nobody knows what happened to him. Yeah, Dale. What's up with this uh, sixth sense that Dale has? Yeah, I really like this. Yeah. Uh, I noticed online some people questioning this on YouTube. Like, how did Dale know (laughs) that it was Doug? But I like it. It's like he... Oh, definitely. Like, uh... 
it's part of that, like, just like the... It's not that far-fetched, I don't think. No. You know, a kid, like, picks up on little yeah. things that maybe you don't pick up maybe on. Maybe even if you heard, like, Doug's voice for a second, it would be yes. like, well, that's Doug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that crossed my mind was maybe if they threw in a couple big noses in there or something <laughs> that would have really topped it off. He could just sense behind the burger <laughs> yeah. there was a big nose. <laughs> Luckily, Skeeter and Patty ignore Dale, but Doug overhears that all of his friends are wondering where he is. Later that week, Doug is pooped out and sitting on his brake inside the Honker Burger when he runs into Patty, who invites him to the big picnic at Lucky Duck Lake. Yeah. I like in the shot when Patty's walking up that his hair is like, he's so sweaty and yes. tired that it's actually like bangs. It's like matted <laughs> down under his forehead. Which we don't see a lot. Yeah. And then he fixes it up real fast. Yeah. yeah. five lines of hair. Yeah. Yeah. I could really feel Doug's uh, exhaustion in this episode. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I feel like he's really he's working, working as hard as he yeah, can. Yeah, he's working. Yeah. <laughs> Doug eagerly accepts, only to realize later that he's supposed to appear as Hamburger Boy at the very same picnic. <laughs> I think there's like even a little music cue here, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, he knows it's going to be tough, but he decides to try to both perform his duties as Hamburger Boy and be at the picnic with Skeeter and Pat. Yeah, he's like timing it out here minutes. Yeah, it's classic um, sitcom-y type yeah. scenario. Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to be two places at once. Yeah. Um, the next day, after handing out the ribbon for underwater freeze tag, Doug hurries to join Patty and Skeeter. But just as they're about to eat, a starting gun for one of the races goes off, and Doug runs off to present the next award. Hey, Patty. Hey, Skeeter. Sorry I'm late. Hey, Doug. Doug, you came. <laughs> burger, burger, burger. That's weird. Do you guys smell pickles? Yeah, uh, I'm starving, too. Let's eat. <gasps> what was that? Just the start of one of the races, I guess. What? It can't be. Oh, man. Huh? I'll be right back. They do notice that uh, Doug smells like pickles. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> Which is a great touch. Maybe my single favorite part of. Well, except for the intro. Yeah. The pickle smell. I yeah. love that. It's just like following him around. Yeah. <laughs> but I, why does the hamburger outfit smell like pickles? <laughs> That's, part, <laughs> That's part of the mystique. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those just, those feet are just like. Yeah, or yeah. he's just spent like years inside the Honker Burger, and it's just like <laughs> oh, soaked yeah. into the suit at this point. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that was my theory: is that in the couple of scenes where uh, he's with Mister Dank and or changing into the suit, it at first I thought it was Mister Dank's house or garage or something, but it's definitely like the freezer or storage room for uh, the yeah. Honker Burger, which okay. makes me think maybe it's just been sitting in there. In yeah. the off season. Yeah. That didn't yeah. occur to me. Just soaking it up. Makes sense. Yeah. Did you happen to notice that uh, the boxes, when he's doing this behind him, they're like, it's like supplies for the Honker Burger, I, but they're labeled like oil? really weird. Yeah. Well, I, aren't I, they all just oil? There was a bunch of <laughs> oil for sure. There was a couple that were like, it, it's almost like it was supposed to be straw. Or, like, straws, but whoever wrote it out, like, didn't quite, maybe 100% know English or something, and it's, like, <laughs> slightly not right. <laughs> anyway. I have to look. I, so when Doug comes back to change into his street clothes, he can't find his shorts. My pants! Buggy burger! Buggy 
Love it. Uh, we see Doug in his underwear straight up. Yeah, yeah. For a while. <laughs> it's like, very uncomfortable. Blatantly yeah. running around in his underwear. Um, he, seals, he sees Dale running off with the shorts, but as he starts to give chase, he runs into Patty, mm. who nearly catches him in his underwear. This moment is a very, was, even watching it now, I was like, oh my oh. god. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt terrified for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, he's he going to get out He's of this? only behind a shrub. Yeah. yeah. Doug, there you are. <laughs> Doug, come on. Skeeter and I saved you a place in our canoe. Uh-huh. Well, what's the matter? Uh, I just remembered something I have to do. Well, Okay. See ya. It's just I just imagine this in real life. Like, how would you duck? Well, your... no, and definitely the way he actually he just kind of like backs away from her into the woods, but she would definitely then see yes. him in his yeah. underwear. <laughs> oh, oh, poor man. Doug. Yeah. Uh, so Doug puts the hamburger boy suit back on and chases Dale through the jungle gym to try to get his shorts yeah. back. He finally gets the shorts, but Porkchop bites his pickle shoe off and starts chasing him around the lake. Poor Chop wouldn't know. That's true. Poor Chop. I have a dog. If I was in a costume, my dog would definitely still know it was me. You know what, though? I will. I've come up with a way that this somewhat makes sense. (laughs) Please. It's it's like Pork Chop smells that it's Doug, but he doesn't recognize him, so it's like confusing. Yeah. But Pork Chop is like the smartest dog I've ever seen. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, I think, the problem. He's yeah. gotten too smart. He's gotten mm. away from his in- regular instincts. Now he's... Yeah. Maybe just a switch up here if it was, like, a kid rather than poor chap. Uh, yeah. Well, how, the kid would chase him around the lake, though. Like, yeah, he, it would true. have to be a pretty menacing that's true. thing. That's yeah. true. And it seemed sort of like they were attempting to kind of recreate what he was laughing at. Yeah, oh. In the beginning part, good call. Oh, where, that's where true. Mister yeah. Binks being chased around by the dog. Oh, the dog. Wow. Yeah. yeah, good call. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Didn't put that together. Good thing Alex is here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So in all the excitement, Al and Moo tip their canoe and begin flailing and yelling for help. For stability, you must not stand. Please, the stability, the, the stability. Patty quickly swims over and saves Moo, but Al dumps Skeeter's canoe trying to get, <laughs> trying to get in. They're too smart for this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they too begin shouting for help. Yeah. Um, Can nobody swim? That that was my big note of this. It's like <laughs> most of the people in Buff- Bluffington cannot swim. Yeah. yeah. But I liked that Patty could swim because, of course, she would swim. Of all of them, she yeah. could, of course. Swim. Yeah. Um, but I also like Skeeter, like, kind of trying to keep Al from right. tipping the boat over. It's like, like really no, you idiot. Scared, but... <laughs> yeah. And the same thing with the next two people. Yes. They're like, yeah. you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch the boat. Yes. Uh, trying to save themselves, Al and Skeeter tip another boat, filling the lake with floundering kids. And, and I, re- I really looked for these 
uh, the second couple of people mm-hmm. that are tipped off the boat and could not like figure out a name. Characters? Or, yeah. Nah, I think they're just crazy background yeah. characters. Um, when Doug, as Hamburger Boy, hears their cries, he tosses his shorts aside and jumps into the water mm. selflessly. The kids all climb on using the costume as a flotation device, and Doug swing swims them to safety. Poor chap goes with him, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, giant hamburger person. This is another thing, though, is him being in that suit in the water. Like, man, if water got in there, Ooh, yeah, he might be dead. <laughs> but I love that imagery of them just... It, it is great. Gra- gra- grabbing onto the burger. Yeah. And also, there's some really cool shots here of, like, as he's doing it, showing him, like, in the interior. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. And there's a couple shots in the episode where um, it's from the burger... It's from his eye view of the yeah. burger. Yeah. Kind of like a Rugrats type thing, yeah. but Doug usually doesn't take those type of chances. True. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was a very adventurous episode. Yeah. I did also think, like, obviously the suit has to be floating. I yeah. Mean, in general, without water getting in. But, I mean, if you've ever tried to swim in a life jacket before, oh. you're going at, like, you know... No, tenth the speed. <laughs> yeah, it'll take four hours to get the six kids back over to Right. Yeah. yeah, just for him to get out there would have been. But you know, yeah, you know, for uh, very go, dangerous for in real things. life. This would have been extremely dangerous. I yeah. think. Yeah, and yeah. way more courageous than Doug generally is. Don't you think? Uh, I feel like this is with Doug's character. Hmm. Um, he usually doesn't put himself in this dangerous of situations, yeah. but still, he's usually. I mean, willing is this the only out. episode where he saves human lives? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he usually comes to his friend's aid, I think, For when sure. they need help. Yeah. Maybe not in such a physical way. Yeah. yeah. But they're, Real fast, before he saves them, there's that one weird shot of Skeeter and is it Al underwater. Yes. It's like oh, underwater. Yeah, yeah oh, I want yeah. to mention that. Yeah. yeah. That was very weird. Yeah. I, was, I liked it, but... Yeah. I almost put that as my... <laughs> as a trivia, this must be the only underwater shot in Doug, but hmm. need, I just yeah. wasn't confident enough to say that. On that. Yeah. Um, so as the kids are recovering on shore, Doug snatches his shorts and runs off into the woods. <laughs> Soon Doug shows back up, and Patty says she's finally figured out his secret. But she tells him not to worry. She won't tell anyone that he doesn't know how to swim. Yeah. Forgive me. Okay. <laughs> Wait! Where'd he go? Where's Hamburger Boy? He disappeared! And then, out of nowhere, the giant hamburger person appeared. He had the strength of 7.3 persons. Well, hey, Skeeter. Hey, Patty. Doug, where were you, man? You missed it! Oh, uh, I was... You don't need to say it, Doug. I figured out your secret. A secret? Why you were gone all this time. But don't worry, I won't tell anybody. You guessed, huh? It was pretty obvious. You shouldn't be embarrassed about it, though. A lot of people don't know how to swim. (laughs) Not that anyone would care because no one knows how to swim. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Don't worry. I won't tell. (laughs) Um, I really love this shot of Doug, like, getting away with this. Like, his... uh... He just Smug. the relief. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> looks at the camera like <laughs> <laughs> these idiots. <laughs> yeah. uh, that night, the news airs the only video footage of Hamburger Boy running off into the woods and leaving behind only one pickle-shaped shoe. Yeah. 
This home video, taken by an amateur, is the only actual record we have of Hamburger Boy. The only clue left behind was this one pickle-shaped shoe. He's certainly the bravest hamburger I've ever seen. The mystery remains. Who is this masked stranger? Where did he come from? And why was he carrying that pair of pants? Couldn't be. And I like that. Yeah. Great episode. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I did really like the ending, the like unsolved mysteries type of yeah yeah delivery. Yeah, the footage. Yeah. Pretty good. And Mr. Dink being like real like uh you know real proud. Yeah. 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 And I love everybody not knowing. Like right. thinking of everyone in the town. Only Doug and Mr. Dink know the secret. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, you want to look at some of the stuff that went into making yeah. it? Let's do it. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. I took a look at the voice of Bud Dink, Skeeter, and Dale Valentine. You'll recognize this person, Fred Newman. Uh, he's <laughs> sure. done all the dog music. We've talked about him at length. Yeah. Um, he's great. Uh, also, I took a look at Patty Mayonnaise who is voiced by Constance Shulman. Hmm. Um, she's pretty recognizable. She's been in... Her very first role was Fletch Lives, the uh, <laughs> Chevy Chase movie. Yeah. Um, she's also been in Fried Green Tomatoes, Weekend at Bernie's 2, and you know her best, probably, from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Um, and she's great. Yeah. Great voice, like super distinctive. Yeah, really, really great. great voice. Boy, I love Weekend at Bernie's 2. Great movie. You have to go back and try. She one of the annoyed guests. Uh, Oh, I specifically remember she's a tour guide. Yes, in the submarine. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember now. Yeah, because and she's screaming because yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Wow, that's great. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Well, this episode is directed by Paul Sparagano. Um, he directed 14 episodes of Doug, uh, which uh, a couple I noted were Doug Meets Friend Truck, Doug's Ooh. Lost Weekend, Doug Rocks the House, Doug Clobbers Patty, and Doug Graduates. Those are some good episodes. Including this one as well. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, ep- he directed a couple episodes of uh, Daria, uh, as well as The Head, oh. uh, which you like this show? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he did the animation for the Lizzie McGuire show. <laughs> Which can wow. only mean he did those end segments with the cartoon Lizzie yeah. McGuire, yeah. which I hated. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I recall you hating them. I was, you know, I didn't care if one way or the other. It's but. just the whole idea of, um, what are those called? Like spoofs, um, like a gag reel, right? Because they're always gag reel, like of like the cartoon making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just hate the idea of someone drawing a cartoon like it's mm-hmm. making mistakes. Yeah, I. Understand. It's so convoluted. Um, but anyway, I'm, Paul did a great job with it. Uh, <laughs> the writers on this episode, or the writer on the, one of the writers on this episode, is Ken Scarborough. Uh, he was the head writer on Doug. Uh, he wrote one episode of Pete and Pete, which was Tool or Die, um, and he wrote on six episodes of the new Disney's Doug. Uh, he was also a writer on Saturday Night Live from 2000 to 2004. 
Uh, he wrote for Curious George. Uh, he wrote for the new Arthur series on PBS. New Arthur. Can you believe Arthur's still going? Or it might not even be new Arthur. No, it I just might mean... be he did it more recently. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think is it's it like still from... going? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Really is crazy. <laughs> Have you checked out any lately? No. <laughs> In the last few years, I've gone back and watched some Arthur. Yeah. But I don't. I, I mean, I remember the episodes, so they must have been mm. super old ones that I was like searching out. I guess. Yeah. Um, mm. I I never. I don't dislike Arthur. I just never got into it. I mm. admit. I don't know. It's good. I mean, yeah. it's like. It's pretty. It's a very young kids show. Yeah, real yeah. innocent. And yeah. And probably by the time it started airing, we were probably watching, like, Rocco and yeah, Doug. Yes, yeah, yes, definitely. Uh, he also direct. Uh, he's a, he's a writer now on Sesame Street. Mm, so cool. uh, he works on Sesame Street stuff. Uh, that's it for bios. Do you have any trivia here? Just one pseudo-trivia. <laughs> uh, this is one of only four Doug episodes that the title starts with Doug Is. Only one of four? Yeah. Did, do you get the other ones? Um, I, I didn't even note them because I felt like it was pointless, but, um, <laughs> now I really want to know. The only, <laughs> the only reason I even noted this is because it reminded me of Silt is uh, Doug getting stuck on that. And it just, you know, slight connection to that. <laughs> uh, well, hold on. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> okay. So we got Doug is mayor for a day. Good one. Uh, Doug is Quail Man. And Doug is Slave for a Day. Oh, yeah. Which I cannot believe that's what they named that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. What are they thinking? Who was he slave of? Uh, it says, Judy, Judy catches oh. Doug breaking oh, yeah. a vase that belonged to their mom. To keep her quiet, Doug must agree to be her slave for a week. Yeah. He suffers until he realizes that the only way out is to tell the truth. Oof. Yeah, I mean it makes sense with the context, and yeah. maybe not in today's. Uh, I, I think climate. today they probably would have opted for something else. Probably. Doug is Judy's. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more appropriate. Yeah, it would be a borderline more appropriate. Uh, strap observations. Yeah. Uh, did you catch the name of the Chinese restaurant I in did. Bluffington? I did. Wow. Did you? No. A uh, gung ho's yeah. Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It was only seen during that opening. Yeah, they're going down the street. To, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, how about? Well, you already mentioned ancient action, Marty. Oh yeah. Is that a thing that reoccurred in Doug? Not that I remember. No, okay. I don't think so. um, did you catch how old Mr. Dink was when they introduced the honker sauce? Ooh. Yes. Nice. 43 43 wow. yeah that must have been fairly recently yeah he can't be I mean, much older <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wouldn't think how how would you put the dinks man i mean 50 i would say at maybe maybe, at maybe. Most. Yeah. yeah yeah at most uh, like, like low late 50s, 50s oh. early 60s they maybe. still seem pretty spry yes and tippy becomes the mayor at some point yeah so she wow. i mean you know I, I guess there's older people as yeah. mayors, but get back to us, guys. How do you think the dinks are? <laughs> what about uh, the age when he, the first year that he was sixteen? No, younger. Damn. Yes, fourteen. No, younger. Thirteen. <laughs> no, younger. What is it? Wow, it's yeah. twelve. Twelve. Oh, okay. Wow. 
but that he started was, early. Yeah, that was like the he says, "Oh, the first picture of this is the first picture of me as." Yeah. Did you, uh, Mr. Dink has a map on his wall in his uh, study? Oh, Did you catch? I saw the map. What this I map looked was at it, of? but I didn't <laughs> think to really dig deep. Yeah, you I didn't could barely see it, but it's Lucky Duck Lake. Lucky Duck uh, Lake. None other. <laughs> Which is also the location of the picnic. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Uh, how many tables are outside the Honker Burger? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to say four. I, I always like this touch that there are tables outside the yeah. Honker Burger. I don't know. Um, there's five. Oh. Close. Yeah. Close. What is the highest point in Bluffington? I got it. Oh, and I didn't get it. I believe it's Bluff Co. Industries, the tip of Bluff Co. Oh. Industries. Yes. Of course, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning. They mentioned it, yeah, right in the yeah. first couple lines there. I wonder how they the get sun, it. That's the first thing the sun hits in the yep. morning. That's right. <laughs> Love it. Great touch. There's, besides photos, there's something else in the photo album. Did you catch this? A pickle? Yes, it is a, a pickle. pickle. Oh, yep. wow. <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know if it's Al or Moo while they're being interviewed, but uh, he mentions that Hamburger Boy has the strength of this many persons. 7.3. <laughs> yeah, 7.3 persons. Oh, yeah. Because I was thinking that was how many people oh. roughly were holding on to the... Oh. Yeah. Like he had calculated how strong it was. Plus pork chop is the point yeah. three, maybe? Yeah. maybe. I, yeah, Did he I, save? Oh, including him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so there was uh, three awards that he actually handed mm. out. There, other other than they mentioned just that. Oh, one of the other races started. There's yeah. three other seemingly specific things that he. I they mention. Yeah, I didn't write it down. Well, the first one was underwater freeze tag. Yeah, which I, I love because it's fun. just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I got. I think I got at least one more. The hand. Uh, the watermelon float ribbon. Yeah. Uh, know what that is? But I had canoe race listed, oh. but oh. I think yeah, that yeah. they just mention it, and that's actually what happens at the end, right yeah. before he runs oh. away. So he yeah. didn't really hand that one. Out, so. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, never mind. No, it's good. When Doug is dressed as Hamburger Boy doing, like, the Santa thing um, with the kids on his lap, uh, he's sitting on something. Did you catch what this is? It's kind of like Santa's uh, throne, but it's something. A burger? No. A pickle? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it does. What he was sitting on was a giant grill. Oh, oh, cool. <laughs> that's fun. Okay. Yeah, that's huh. fine. That's Good cool. catch. Um, well, this is not like a question, but uh, one line I really loved in the episode was after everything had gone down, um, I believe it's Al who says, forgive me to Moo. And Moo just says, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did laugh at that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so quick and dry. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Right towards the end right as he's saving everybody they flash a quick shot of all like the parents and stuff that are on like the shore uh, like cheering for him uh, or whatever but one of them looks suspiciously like uh like patty's mother or something i did she, notice this person is she like because i don't recall maybe i'm just forgetting i don't recall her ever actually existing. we meet her dad i don't know if yeah we ever mom. i think yeah. i want to say her mother died oh okay was the situation yeah. 
I, but I, d- I did I see this character, and it really did look like Patty. Like it's with like short a grown hair. Up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's no, odd. Missed yeah. that. Um, speaking of weird things in this episode, I noticed when Doug is chasing after Dale to get his shorts back through the jungle gym, mm-hmm. there's a short shot of pork chops sitting on the edge of the sandbox. Mm-hmm. I saw. And he's just like hanging out with a couple little kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he holding something? Yeah, he was remember, holding, like, like, a magazine or, yeah, was, oh, like, or a crossword or, or something. I didn't catch that at all. Just an odd, odd thing. When he's trying to get his shorts back, something happens to him. Like, one, hmm. one of the kids causes something to happen where he's like, gets oh, stumbles yeah. back or whatever. Yeah, what he drops was? his ice cream cone inside yeah, the eye hole. Oh, right into that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I also like Doug just, like, kind of stumbling around all these little kids and them being, like, annoyed with him yeah. being there. Like, yeah. get out yeah. of here. Um, f- this is my last one. Um, uh, Patty talks to Doug at one point, and, she, and Doug mentions what he and Skeeter were planning to do before he disappeared as Hamburger Boy. Did you catch this? It plans to go do something else. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. It was penny diving in the, I think, school fountain. Yeah, no. <laughs> weird. <laughs> That's funny. That's very strange. Yeah. Um, I have one other one that I'm sure everybody has noticed before, and it doesn't have anything to do with this episode in particular, but it just happened to catch it at the very end. Uh, is that it's, he lives on Jumbo Street, of course. Yeah. yeah. But it's produced by. Uh, Jumbo pictures. Yeah, I yeah. just never put two and two together. I just happened to see it this one time. I was like, oh wow. And he lives at Twenty One Jumbo Street, which I assume is a reference to Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. There's my trivia. Never occurred to me. <laughs> nice. I don't know if it's real, but uh, ratings on Doug is Hamburger Boy. IMDb gives us an eight point nine out of ten, uh, and TV.com gives it an eight point seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how many? Crep stars did you give Doug as Hamburger Boy? I gave this one a 5 out of 5 Crep stars. Yeah. Uh, hits my sweet spot perfectly. <laughs> that, like, really capturing that summer feel, especially as a kid. And as I was watching this and kind of paying attention to how it was plot, like, paying out, playing out, excuse me, um, I noticed that the, like the plotting is really great in this episode. Like, it it flies really by. well. Like flows between um, like the beginning of the episode, like a very kind of almost like a quaint summer story. Like he's dressing up as Hamburger Boy, and then it like really seamlessly transitions to like this bigger story of him saving the day for huh. the town. And yeah, it just by the end it becomes this like bigger thing. No, it never drags. Yeah, yeah. It really um, flies. Just a... God. Just... I love it. <laughs> I love seeing all the characters in there. There's a lot of characters in this episode. Um, just a, a really... One of my favorites. Yeah, that's that's your fifth perfect score for this year. Mm. I'm <laughs> handing them out left and right. <laughs> well, I think we're doing more episodes yeah, we like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While I really like this episode... Oh, boy. I oh, boy. <laughs> gave it a four. Okay. Because, I mean, I... I enjoy everything about it, including the summer aspect and everything. But there's something about the fact that he uh, was coerced into sacrificing his first week of summer <laughs> into this whole 
fiasco. I mean, yeah. it turns out well, and yeah. it's probably a good experience or whatever, but something just rubs me the wrong way about it. <laughs> like, you would have said, definitely no, if this had no, come up. No, I would have done <laughs> it, like, but that's why. It's because it's one of those things where somebody's asked you that you're mm. willing to do anything for, pretty much. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, you know, grudgingly yeah, yeah. do it. I feel like probably most people might say yes to doing it, but not do it as enthusiastically as Doug did it. Yeah, or not keep the secret as well. Because he went to great lengths. Yeah. He was, I mean, at first he was pretty upset about it. Yeah, he's like, bummed. He really did not want to have to do That's this. true, but he was doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I also gave this episode a five. Um, nice. It's uh I just love it. I love yeah. the feel of it. It feels summery. Like you said, it moves by. It's pretty It's pretty funny. It's charming. Doug as Hamburger Boy is like kind of a very memorable thing yeah. Yeah. where a lot of Doug episodes, like you'll say the title and I'll be like, which one was that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like this one's Im- not mistakable. That was one more thing I was going to mention. Um, this was one of maybe the only episode where Doug kind of like in real life gets to be one of the almost one of the characters that's in his head yeah i mean gets to be a hero for yeah. once kind of. oh yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. true um you guys also mentioned quite a bit of well not quite a bit but a couple things where uh for instance the scene where they are where alan's skeeter are underwater like yeah. stuff like that where it keeps it moving and there's no like dialogue necessarily yeah but like i don't even know how you come up with those shots yeah like yeah. as an animator yeah. no yeah, yeah, this would be a good one one or two second shot yeah i think in a lot of ways it stands out as just a little better made a uh, fur dug yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely um that's my first five of the year i just noticed so wow jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh yeah uh do you want to name the episode yeah I love this title. Yeah. As it is, but... I like to think you're talking about yours. <laughs> no, I'm referring to the given title of the yeah. episode. I, I just really like it. I mean, what more do you need, really? No. But I called this one Doug Saves Summer. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I called this Doug's Summer Pickle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I called this uh, Doug the Brave Burger, which is um, nice. Uh, Mr. Dink at the end of the episode, he calls him the bravest yeah. burger he knows. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, wait, so what is it again? It's uh, Doug Save Summer. Great. Doug's Summer Pickle. Yeah, Perfect. That that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Doug the Brave Burger. We'll post that. You guys can vote on that. Um, but before we wrap up, we do have some uh, listener letters. Mm. Love it. Our first one here is from our old pal, one of our oldest pals, uh, Celeste. Oh, nice. And she actually addresses this to the three of us. She oh. says, hello, Andrew, Joey, and Alex. Wow. She said, I just finished listening to your writing episode, Hey Arnold. Uh, you did this a while back, but I have to say I loved it a lot. In fact, I can't even decide which episode I like best. 
Home, uh, which was Andrew's episode, displayed that sentimental side of Arnold, taking a look at his family, reminding us that his parents are no longer around in person in his neck of the woods, and taking a look at a piece of family history when Grandpa Phil takes him to see the house he lived in before moving in with his grandparents. Uh, I should say, if you want to listen to that episode, uh, you may want to pause here. and <laughs> she, she gives away the stories. Uh, Electric Relations, which was Alex's story, really showcased that element of how Arnold likes to help people and won't stop at anything to do it. Like in this case, wanting to get that item at the electronics store to enhance his really cool bedroom. I also liked seeing that when things went wrong, all of his friends were willing to join together to help Arnold out. It really shows the true meaning of friendship and that they do indeed see Arnold for more than just an advice giver and a good member of the community. And finally, The Organ Player, which was my story, really showcased the urban legend side of the series, as the mystery of another member of Hillwood was uncovered to not be nearly as mysterious as one might think. It was also nice to see more of a look at Brainy's family, since Brainy was one of those characters who never really got a good deep look at, at the, on the original series. I loved learning in the end that his dad was the organ player at the church, and it was nice to name him Craig after Craig Bartlett, the creator of the series. All three of these stories would have made for some excellent episodes had they been fully produced, and I could visually see how these episodes would look in my mind as uh, all of you were telling your stories. And finally, I loved how you gave a nod to fan fiction. It's my go-to place for reading several stories I follow, including a few from the Hey Arnold fandom, and I'm not sure if I've ever told you guys this, but I'm also a writer of fan fiction. That's very cool. Nice. Um, Anyway, y'all keep up the good work, and just like Miss Felter said to Arnold in the episode The Substitute Teacher, don't stop being Arnold. I end by paraphrasing and saying, don't stop being Andrew, Joey, and Alex. Your gut bucket friend, Celeste. Wow, really nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Awesome. Thank Celeste. you. Great to hear from her as always. Always. Uh, this one's from Maggie. She says, Dear Excelente Podcast Hosts, <laughs> great job choosing to review The Trouble with Teddy from that elusive season three of Pete and Pete. Since it isn't available on DVD, insert exasperated scream here, <laughs> I was not familiar with this episode at all. And after watching it, I think a better title would be The Trouble with the Wrigleys. Here are some of my thoughts. Now don't get me wrong, a lot of what Teddy did in this episode would get on my nerves. That corn-eating scene was sickening. (laughs) But I get annoyed easily, and I'm not a Wrigley. Pete is Teddy's best friend, but he sure didn't act like it here. From some other season 3 episodes I've seen, it looks like Big Pete has a new crush every week. So losing one date because of Teddy tagging along isn't a huge deal. Big Pete was downright mean, and I don't think I can really forgive him for that. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Wrigley were pretty bad, too. I thought Mom would like someone to take an interest in her gardening. You didn't see a Pete planting sunflowers with her. (laughs) But she still ditches the poor kid because he accidentally magnetized the plate in her head. To me, Dad was being the annoying one about the car problems. Teddy was clueless about the annoying things he did, and that's why I'm on his side. I thought he was absolutely hysterical and really sweet. Teddy got Pete a date, gave Dad solid car advice, and wrote Mom a 10-page thank you note. Would you deliberately abandon your best friend or guest for these things? No. (laughs) The Wrigley's were all around jerks. And Teddy not even knowing what Pete really thought about him bothers me. There's no perfect ending to this episode, and I just end up thinking a lot more of Teddy and a lot less of Big Pete. Mm. I hope you guys review some more Pete and Pete soon. No doubt. Yep. <laughs> Splashdown would be a great way to celebrate summer. Noted. 
Sincerely, Maggie, the strongest fangirl in the world. What? You didn't know that? <laughs> wow. Perfect. Yeah, great one. Yeah. Two good Thanks, ones in a row. And we got one more here from Jacob. Uh, he says, Dear, uh, this is in regards to favorite first seasons, which mm. we did at the start of the year. He said, Dear BOC, I'm writing to give you my thoughts on my favorite first seasons, a job that almost took more work than choosing my favorite 90s Nickelodeon episode. Buckle up, boys. Opinions may vary. Uh, his fifth favorite first season, Hey Arnold. Like you guys mentioned in your favorite first seasons episode, this run of stories contained many iconic Nickelodeon tales like Das Subway and Stoop Kid. However, here's the problem. These great episodes are surrounded by too many okay or uninspired episodes, dragging the season down for me. In other words, the season is too long. If the creators had removed a lot of the filler, the season would have ranked higher on my list. Mm, Strong words. Yeah, I think we both really like that (laughs) one. Yeah, yeah. For all that, the season has so many things going for it. Standout skits, a high laugh ratio, and one of the best Nickelodeon casts in the channel's entire history. Even though not every episode was perfect, each cast member still brought something original and special to the program. Keenan and Kel especially. And speaking of Keenan and Kel... Number three, Keenan and Kel. Repeat after me. I dropped the screw in the tuna. <laughs> Do I need another reason? <laughs> That's an episode we gotta get to. Yeah, we I think really I do. think that one um, listener's favorite Keenan uh, Kel episode. So we, yeah, we'll, we'll note that. Uh, number two, are you afraid of the dark? Even though it began with the tale of the Phantom Cab, a misfire in my opinion. I largely agree with that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, I skipped a word here. A oh. misfire in acting, okay. <laughs> in my opinion, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. absolutely yeah. the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the season was scary good. Lonely Ghosts, Laughing in the Dark, Nightly Neighbors, all classics. Yes, it's not as good as later seasons, but there is enough nostalgia embedded in this run of episodes that you can overlook the lacking qualities of some of the more underwhelming stories and enjoy what's presented. And number one, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. In Joey and Andrew's words, I couldn't deny myself this. (laughs) This season is it, man. Having perfected the style and tone of Pete and Pete in the shorts that preceded the program, season one premiered already fully formed and instantly iconic. Unlike Hey Arnold, it gets straight to the point with just eight episodes, and each one is a masterpiece, except for Day of the Dot. No filler. No beating around the bush. Just pure awesomeness. I must stress that in the early days of making this list, my mind kept weaving back and forth between two different concepts that I subconsciously thought were one and the same. Favorite first seasons and most important first seasons, Mm. which is an interesting point. Originally, all that was higher in my ranking because of this brief confusion, given that its first season is extremely important within Nickelodeon's history. I mean, without it and its success, we wouldn't have had the likes of Keenan and Kel, The Amanda Show, Drake and Josh, and countless other programs that came out later. This got me thinking, which season of a Nick show was the most influential to the channel? Without this one season, what would Nick Nickelodeon look like today? Uh, I'd like to see you guys make an episode based around this premise. Sincerely, Jacob, your friendly neighborhood aggro crag. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, it's kind of an that interesting, interesting topic. Idea. Yeah, the most important shows. To yeah, Nickelodeon. it immediately. I, I immediately know that it would be very different for me than my favorite seasons. Ah, yeah. I mean, one definitely sprung to mind, yeah. but if we're gonna do this, I guess I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. All right, we'll we'll consider well, that, Jake. Yeah, 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 for sure. And also, cool. very very strong five. I like that five. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Great list. 
um, well, uh, there are some segues into what we're doing over the next few weeks throughout those letters. Um, but what are we doing next week? Yeah, next week we're going to talk about Hey Arnold, Stoop Kid. Yeah. Classic episode. Which I believe won the listener's favorite episode. Um, so we'll check that one off. Yeah. Um, but Stoop Kid, Alex? Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> I mean, very memorable episode of Hey Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably in my top five for sure. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe top three. Yeah, it's yeah. very memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll have two new guests, uh, yeah. never before on BOC, both on yeah. next week. Uh, that'll be Katie and Kelsey. Um, so we're excited to have them. Yeah. In a few weeks, uh, as we did last summer, uh, we're going to do another kind of Pete and Pete run. Um, so we'll we'll be deciding what episodes. Tune in next week. We'll we'll let you know what uh, we're going to start with. But um, for those of you who enjoyed that three episodes of Pete and Pete in one week, we're going to do that again. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us as Celeste, Maggie, and Jacob did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com or you can hear us on Podbean or iTunes. Leave us a review if you like our show uh, or even more helpful, tell a friend. Tell them, you know, do you love summer? Do you love Doug? Do you love hamburgers? Well, there's a perfect Nickelodeon <laughs> podcast <laughs> just for you. Uh, speaking of friends, Alex, thanks for stopping back again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun. Yeah. Well, we hope to see you all again very soon. If you want something that's good and hot, just eat a hamburger, it'll hit the spot. You can see them on the griddle going flippity-flop. Makes you want to do the boogie to the hamburger hop. They're open up 24 hours a day, just waiting and hoping all the folks will say. Put a burger on the griddle, do a flippity-flop. Put an onion in the middle and a pickle on top. There just ain't nothing finer, nothing that's quite so new. And jigging it with a tuna sizzling rhythm like the burgers always do. You really should go, cause it swept the land. Everybody's going to the hamburger stand. When they put them on the griddle, do a flippity flop. Everybody does the boogie to the hamburger hop. these things so much uh, <laughs> I, my my good headphones broke so i've been trying to use these earbuds i don't know how people use earbuds I think just well do for it this it's insane for... what for this it's crazy like i mean for this it's not but people great. do it for enjoyment like just well to i listen do to it music. for like when i'm lawn mowing or whatever oh if <laughs> not for one second if i didn't have to <laughs> <laughs>